Hello, and welcome to Weekly Wholesome Words with Pastor Josh Grilecki of Twin Cities Grace Fellowship. Join Pastor Josh each week as he gives further insight into God's Word. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining for this week's episode of Weekly Wholesome Words. We're going to take continue to take a look at the issue of the Spirit, and what we've covered thus far is really taking a look at three main things. One, the Spirit's involvement before you reach Romans chapter 8. Um, and we did that because it seemingly looks like uh, the Spirit is invo- isn't involved because as you look through that material, really he's only referenced in Romans chapter 5 in connection with the Holy Ghost uh, who sheds the love of God abroad in our hearts. It's not until you get to Romans chapter 8 where the Spirit is mentioned. And so we went over to look at some other passages like Galatians chapter 3 that talks about having begun in the Spirit, are you now made perfect in the flesh, that references that how we get underway in um, being in Christ and having a newness of life and our new identity, dead to sin, alive unto God. In beginning all that, the Spirit is involved and then we took a look at how we are going to be involved in the Spirit in connection with walking after the Spirit is by minding the things of the Spirit as Paul educates us in Romans chapter 8. And then we took a look at, and then we took a look at how the Spirit begins um, to deliver us things in Romans chapter 8 that we're going to mind. And it is by participating in those things and learning them and minding them that our fellowship with the spirit gets underway let's briefly look at that and then i want to move on look at romans chapter 8 and look at verse 16 he's been talking about the spirit already he's been talking about minding the things of the spirit there in verse 5 in contrast of minding the things of the flesh and then the spirit is going to not only be um talked about um, indirectly, as it were, but he's actually going to uh, be brought up in connection with his activity with our spirit. Before, uh, it's like someone else, like a third party, is talking about how we are supposed to mind the things of the spirit, and therefore we're involved, our mind and the things that our spirit are involved, but there's a third party uh, talking about how that all works. Well, when you get to verse 16, and and he's described by that third party as the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, and all those things. But then in verse 16, it kind of switches gears in connection with the spirit actually begins to part, uh, perform activity. And in verse 16, Paul writes, the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And then he goes on to describe our inheritance, our inheritance in the creature, how the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to glory which should be revealed in us. He talks about the creature and us delivering it from the bondage of corruption and what that provides for us in regards to a salvation. When you get to verse 23, he says, and not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the spirit. And from verse 16 down to verse 22, we, it, it has produced a groan within us and a, a hope, a grand hope, and an earnest expectation. 
And when that earnest expectation and when that groaning within us is produced, we have the first fruits of the Spirit. In other words, the very first things that the Spirit wants to bear witness to our spirit, the very first activity of the Spirit is to get us these fruits, these first fruits of understanding the purpose that God has with us today in this dispensation of grace. And those first fruits now become a supply for us to always mind and to have at the f- um, in correlation with everything else that God is going to give us through the Spirit and through the words on the page. We talked about that as well, that the Spirit, the things of the Spirit are going to be by virtue of the words on the page today, now that the Word of God is complete. But this, these first for this of the Spirit provide a salvation in the midst of the sufferings of this present time. And they are able to save us in connection with the adverse effects of the sufferings of this present time. Now all that to talk about the Spirit's activity begins and gets itself, gets itself underway here in Romans chapter 8, specifically in verse 16 and onward. And there's some fundamental first things first that the Spirit has to do. But I wanna, what I want you to do is I want to go on now and I want you to show you that the Spirit is going to be delivering us more things. And there's going to be description of that part of, of the Spirit giving us things and our participation in it in connection with His influence and in connection with us uh, drinking it all in and it filling our inner man. Let's just look at this real quick. Come with me to Romans chapter 12. Again, from here on out, everything that's being delivered to us from on the words on the page through the Apostle Paul are from God and therefore are of the Spirit and they are things of the Spirit that we are to mind and participate with. But when you get to here to Romans chapter 12, I want you to notice something here that some instruction is given. There's some preliminary things given in Romans chapter 8, some first things first that prepare us for our walk in newness of life as we've begun in the Spirit. We should also live in the Spirit and, and walk after the Spirit by virtue of minding the things of the Spirit. But those things, as far as the practical conduct of things, has not yet been given. There's some dispensational things given in Romans 9, 10, 11. There's some prelude and establishment things given in Romans chapter 8. But it's not until you get to Romans chapter 12 and you get some instruction that you get some things that correlate with our not only our thinking, but our conduct and behavior. And that gets itself underway here as the Spirit's leading us as he begins to lead us here in verse 3. Look at Romans 12, verse 3. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God had dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now again, we should know by now that the spirit of adoption is leading us in some things that we are going to mind. And when we mind them, when it when those things have some practical aspects to them, 
we are going to be walk after those things by minding them and putting them on display in the details of our life. But I want you to notice here that when he starts off and when he says not being conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of our mind, we're going to... The, the Spirit's going to give us some spiritual things to mind. And when we mind them, the renewing of our mind takes place in contrast to the world. And he begins that now again underway in verse 3. But look at the description he uses. He says, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. That would be fleshly thinking. That's carnal thinking to think of yourself more highly than he ought to. That is the worldly thinking. But we are to think in contrast to that. And the way in which Paul talks about thinking contrast to the world, to our flesh, to carnal things, um, he says, but to think soberly. And this sobriety of thinking is in accord with as God had dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, what I want you to focus upon is the issue of, but to think soberly. Usually when you think about sobriety and soberness and soberly, it's often understood in its counterpart in regards to drunkenness. Sobriety is an opposite of drunkenness. And one of the things that we often call drunkenness is that that person is under the influence here by the thing by virtue of the things of the spirit and us minding them when he gives those things to us and we're able to mind them we are the under the influence of the spirit and he says but to think solely our thinking should be under the influence of the spirit in contrast to the world in contrast to our flesh and therefore our renewed mind by virtue of the things of the spirit that we're going to mind is going to be sober, not thinking of ourselves more highly than we ought to think, in accord with, as God had dealt to every man, the measure of faith. Now, it's that same concept of sobriety and in participating with the things of the Spirit that Paul's going to bring up through the Scriptures, through his in his epistles. And it's going to build. I want you to see this. Come with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and look with me to verse 13. It says, For as by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. That's Romans 6. That's that baptism and the spirit baptizes us. Even though the spirit wasn't mentioned in Romans 6 of baptizing us in the Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, it was the spirit, and we've already looked at this, that baptized us in the Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, therefore into his body uh, and and Every member who has believed has been baptized into one body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free. And now notice, as we have been baptized into Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, and baptized into one body, there are some specific things that the Spirit has for those in that one body. Look what he says. And have been made, have been all made to drink into one spirit. See, the one spirit is not only talking about the Holy Spirit, it's talking about what the spirits, the spiritual things, the spirit's things in accord with what God has doing 
to those that he baptized in the Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, those that he has baptized into the body of Christ. The Spirit has some specific things in connection with the members of the body of Christ. And we have all been made, it, made to drink into those things, into one Spirit. We've all been put in a position. We are all led of the Spirit, led by the Spirit. The issue is, are we drinking? We've all been made to drink as, as far as being put in this position as our baptism into one body has, has, has put us. The issue is, are we participating in it? And so again, he utilizes the issue of all been made to drink into one spirit. And that drink is under the influence of the things of the spirit. In contrast to drunkenness, in contrast to the influence of of the world. Come with me another place to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4. I'm sorry, Ephesians chapter 5. He says here, verse 17, Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. This is the first time he talked about being filled. Over there, there was a sobriety of thinking in Romans 12. In 1 Corinthians 12, we learned about the issue of drinking in to the Spirit. And as you go through your edification, Romans through Philemon, you are being filled with the Spirit. And specifically, when you get to Ephesians, that filling with the Spirit is going to take place. Again, he says... And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. And so there's some things of the Spirit, folks, that are fundamental things. And there's some filling things with the Spirit. In other words, the words on the page and our godly edification are the things of the Spirit. And again, when you're in Romans through Galatians... You have just the start of the filling with the Spirit. And when you get to Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians, we are to be, with that information, we are filled with the Spirit. It's by virtue of the things given, whether we are filled with the Spirit or not. And by virtue of minding the things of the Spirit, we are either walking after the Spirit or not. Um, I want us. I think that's a good place to stop it for this week. But let me just briefly recap with you what I'm trying to get accomplished in these weekly wholesome words in regards to the Spirit. One, I wanted to make clear, at least in a gist-type manner, the mechanical means of how we walk after the Spirit. The mechanical means of how we are to walk after the Spirit are by minding the things of the Spirit. Now, when we mind the things of the Spirit, that means, one, we need the things of the Spirit. How we get the things of the Spirit are by the words on the page. It's not some kind of mystical unction or mystical way in which we get the things of the Spirit. The things of the Spirit are the words written on the page. The things written on the words on the page are the things that through our baptism and the Christ's death, burial, and resurrection into the body of Christ are the things that we are made to drink into, into one spirit. 
we're made to drink into we're we're made to be under the influence of those things we're made to participate in those things and those things are in contrast to the things of the flesh and the things of the world and also what i want you to see is that as you drink have been made to drink into those things and actually drink into those things and again how you drink into those things are by minding those things the sobriety of thinking it takes place in the mind but when you actually participate in that and are minding the things of the spirit and therefore are under the influence of the spirit you not only are walking after the spirit but that spirit again is the spirit of adoption therefore there's an education there's an education that the spirit is leading us in and it goes from milk to meat it goes from establishment foundational material to superstructure filling material and therefore there's a purpose and there's an order to the things of the spirit that we have been made to drink into that we are to mind but when we do we can be filled with the spirit by virtue of his things going from the milk to the meat following the sense and sequence that the spirit has given them in on the words on the page and in paul's epistles from romans to philemon and if we have that understanding and carry that with us into next week and i'll briefly review next week there's going to be some passages that we often have a tendency to not make they don't make sense but bringing those concepts in with us they'll make a lot more sense in philippians there and and a lot of other different places and so that's what we'll begin to do next week until then look up Thanks for joining Pastor Josh for this week's episode of Weekly Wholesome Words. Join him next week for another look into God's Word. Until next time, look up.